praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Just continue to pray where you're at at home, that we believe in you, Father. That everything that's surrounding us, that everything that we set our eyes upon, we believe in you. We thank you, Father. We praise you. Lord, we just ask that your spirit spread across this earth, spread across this community, spread across every individual's life and heart, that we are prepared to do the things you've called us to do, that we would draw our attention near to you and not let these earthly things consume us, that we can be consumed by your life and by your word and by your joy and by your peace. We thank you for this day, Father. And this credit all is to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Guys, I want to welcome you. We thank you so much for tuning in and joining us. Like Pastor said earlier, this does seem a little bit awkward at times. But you know what? God's in the midst of us. The Bible says that we are on this earth, but we are not of it. And the word of God can verberate through each and every one of us, our hearts and our households, Father. So we thank you so much for joining us. Like I said, you know, C-Dub said it last night that, that it is a true honor for me to come up here, that Pastor entrusts me to come give a word to his people, to God's people and to the people of this church. So I, I thank you very much for, for tuning in today. So with that, I'm going to get right in it. We're going to, this is going to look just a little bit different. This is going to be, uh, a little bit shorter probably than what you're normally used to, but you know what? It's not the length of God's word. It's how deep it, he places it in the, in the part of it. So I'm going to start in Second Kings in chapter 4 this morning, and if you'll go there with me in your Bible, we'll start in verse 8. So I'm going to put these glasses on, so don't be distracted by them. Pastor Mark said that I look a little bit older every time that I do it, but, you know... Wiser, yes, I'm wiser. See that, Pastor Mark? I'm wiser. So if you're with me here, let's start out here in verse 8. So it says, One day Elijah went to the town of Shinem. A wealthy woman lived there, and she urged him to come to her, come to her home for a meal. After that, whenever he passed that way, he would stop there for something to eat. She said to her husband, I am sure this man who stops, this man, let me get my place mark out of the way. This man who stops is a man from God. Let's build a small room for him on the roof and furnish it with a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. Then he will have place, a place to stay whenever he comes by. Now, when I looked up that word right there, Shanem, that's the town that they were living in. And when I looked that word up, it was the, the word of it meant village or a double resting place. And why this scripture was, was laid on my heart, I, I have not been in Kings. I don't know, my pages were stuck together in some portions of that. So to just be sent to that right there. But I thought, you know what, that's what's been laying on my heart is exactly what that means. The village of all of us coming together, of all of us coming to worship, even though that we might be separated, she built a room. And the next portion that I want you to see right here, as he said, she said, whenever he passed that way, 
Whenever he passed, and what she's talking about is Elijah right here, but she recognized that he was a man of God. But all he was doing was passing by. He was walking by her home. He was going past her home, and she recognized that she needed more from him because she was a man of God. So it says whenever... Whenever he walked away, whenever he would come in and come out, she would casually have conversation with him, but then he would leave again and, 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 and come back at a later date. And she recognized, you know what? This man is holy. This man is a man of God. We need a residence and a place to stay with him. And I asked you a question during this last worship song, and I'll ask it again. Are you making room for the miracles in your life? See, Elijah kept passing by. He kept moving away. He kept having casual conversations with them, but he never stayed. He never settled in. He never came into a place of rest. And what did the lady do? She built a room for him to stay with. She built a room for him to stay. The woman wanted more time with this holy man. She made room for him. Again, are you making room for the miracles? See, she recognized the benefit of having the holy man come in and stay and reside and settle and rest with him. In this time that we're in and where we're at and what we're doing and all the things that are surrounding us, is this time to rest and settle in to the Holy Spirit, to listen to his word, to give him a place to stay, a place to reside, a place to come and feel comfortable in. He's looking for a place to do that, to settle and rest in every one of you. Let me pray for you real quick. Father, we just ask that you would come. Lord, come to each and every one of our homes, our houses, our place of wherever we're at to come and and, and just truly worship you. But Father, most of all, all, in times of these need, in times of these, these things that are going around us, Lord, it's really, really easy to harden our hearts to see the examples of the things of this world, Father. But I ask now with your supernatural strength and your power and your glory that you open our hearts, make room in our hearts to receive your mighty word that will push us through these times. So we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you recognize in these, in these times that we're, that we're going through, if you, if you see some of these things that we're going through in the, in the world right now, and, and we see the hysteria, we, we, we see the fear, we see some of the challenges, we see some of the, 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 the loneliness or the isolation or the sicknesses that are coming to each and every one of us. And including myself, it's really, really hard to just look at that and just to focus on all of those things, of the things of this world. But have I been making room 
for the miracles to take place that surround my life personally as well as yours? Are we making room to go do that? See, and I'm not going to stand on this very long because I'm not giving the enemy the credit for all of this stuff. But every bit of this, the, the, the Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But that is not for us. That is not of us. And that is not in us. Now, we see it happening all the way around the world. But this is where my heart breaks. And I'm so thankful and I praise God every single day that I have a way out. That I have an answer to. That I have a place to go. That I have a place to rest. And it's in the love of God and what Jesus Christ has already done and settled for us. He's already conquered what we're going through. We just not have seen the miracle yet. And if we turn our focus and attention on some of those things, that, 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 that the Lord will start placing himself in the midst of all this. The Bible says that God takes all things bad and turns them towards the good, turns them towards the good for who loves him. Are we making room? For the miracle. Are we drawing our attention? So that's what I want to focus on today. Is looking at the miracles. That might take place. That are going to take place. Through these times of need. Through these times of reflection. Through this time of settling in. And resting to come together. In that. See God is looking for a place. For his spirit to settle. He's, he's looking for a place to come settle in. He's looking for a place of, of us to worship, to talk, to come look. As Sidab said last week, that really resonated with me. To come look eye to eye with God. To look into his eyes and to really reflect and know who you are in him. Are we looking to God for those things? The place of rest. God is asking us to slow down. And look at him. See, much just like the lady right there, she recognized that Elijah, the holy man, just kept passing by and kept passing by and kept passing by. And she recognized he needed a place of rest and settling so she could have a more enjoyable, more, more of a relationship with him than a casual one. See, and I'm just as guilty we all get busy. We all get running around. We all get to doing our jobs. We all get to, to go into this place and go into that place. And even, even, as, as even in here, in, in this building, I've recognized how hard it is just to get 30 people together because of the busyness we've had and that our lives have to keep going. But in those lives... Is Jesus just kind of following us around? Are we having casual conversations? Are we just kind of, when we need God, we go to God. But other than that, we're just kind of dragging him around when we should be following him. And I'd had a dream last night and I woke up at three in the morning. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to say this, but it's settling in my heart. That I'd had a dream last night and this was a huge, huge, huge crowd of people. I don't know if it was like a parade or a stadium or a circus or, or whatever it was. There was a huge gathering. I, I don't know exactly what it was, but there were thousands and thousands of people. And I was slowly walking through them and I was praying a little bit in and out. And I was praying with Jesus right here by me. 
And as I started to walk into the crowd and looking around, I recognized that he wasn't standing by my side anymore. And I panicked. And I started turning circles and jumping up and down. And I was trying to look over the crowd of seeing where Jesus was because he was just standing beside me. He was just right here with me. But I was peeking over the crowd. I had lost him. And the one thing that God settled within me, he said, you're just doing life and you lost me. We lost Jesus in the crowd. I lost Jesus in the crowd because of what I was doing and what I was drawing my attention to. And then I woke up, so I don't know what that ending looks like, but that's what happened. I lost the sight of Jesus by my side and I treated him as common as the rest of the people in the crowd. And that hurt my heart. Are we treating Jesus Christ as common as the rest of the people? Are we just walking around with him, hoping and praying like, his, is, he our, is he our safety net when something goes on or something goes wrong, that he's just right here that, hey, now you can fix this for me? Or are we drawing our attention to him in relationship and in worship so he already has those things under control? He already has those things placed in our lives. See, just like the woman seeing the holy man pass by, the relationship in Jesus Christ needs to be first and foremost. So let's move on. Let's go, let's go down to verse 15, and we'll start off right there. So this is Elijah speaking right here. And after he had made the room, after he had placed after she had built the room for him to reside in and he had started staying with her and started recognizing the relationship, it started to bless Elijah. Elijah saw the work and the effort and the time that this lady put in and it was the time and the effort that she was willing to put in all because she wanted a place for him to stay and have a stronger relationship with and to listen to the, to the things that Elijah was speaking to. So he says right here, call her back. Elijah saying, call her back. Elijah told him. When the woman returned, Elijah said to her as she stood in the doorway, next year at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. And she exclaimed, no, my Lord, she cried. Oh, man of God, don't deceive me and get my hopes up like that. But sure enough, the woman soon became pregnant, and at that time, the following year, she had a son, just as Elijah spoke. See the panic and the look, and don't get my hopes up. She couldn't even believe it. She couldn't even understand it. She was excited. She was ready to, to, to dive in and to believe in Elijah, uh, where, where he was bringing to her. But do we do that sometimes with our own Holy Spirit? That God will speak to us. That God will tell us something on the inside of us. And we go, oh, don't get my hopes up, God. Man, I'm not sure if that's going to be true. Don't tell me those things and not, and, and, and not make them happen. But see, sometimes we recognize when something's told to us. See, she waited a whole year knowing that's going to happen. Sometimes we want these miracles. Sometimes we want these things to happen today and tomorrow. But what are the miracles to come? She made room for the blessing of that child to come into her life. Through the relationship, she made the room. 
to receive the blessing that Elijah had given him. She made room for the fellowship. She made room for the spirit to dwell on the inside of her. She made room for God to do his miracles in her life. She made room for worship. She made room for the prayer. She made more time with the holy man. She made room for a miracle in her life. Let's go down to verse 18. One day, when her child was older, he went out to help his father, who was working in the harvest. Suddenly, he cried out, My head hurts, my head hurts. His father said to the father said to one of the servants, Carry him home to his mother. So the servant took, took him home, and his mother held him on her lap. But around noontime, he had died. She carried him up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, then shut the door and left him. She carried him up like a man of God. Now, wouldn't that start changing our minds? Wouldn't that start making, making things sound or look a little bit different in her life? She'd been given a son a year later, promised a son, a huge blessing into her life. And then years later... He had passed away. Is the lady still expecting another miracle or is she looking at the circumstance? Is she looking at the immediate situation or what the possibilities of God is going to do? See, this is the portion that is so hard to understand that we go through the midst of these things and at the moment, it is so tough to stay in that place. It is so tough to make that room for the miracle to take place in her life. That We have those tendencies to look at those situations. But at those points, we lose Christ in the crowd and we don't see him that he's still right there in the midst of us. See, God had a plan and a purpose the whole entire room. And it wasn't just for Elijah to stay there. It wasn't just for the holy man to stay there. But God had a purpose and a plan to do something else, to do something different in their lives. Is there ups and downs? Like see, Deb talked, are we going through the storm? The miracle wasn't that he ceased to see. The miracle was that he went to the other side. Are we waiting to get to the other side? We're going we're gonna to work through the storm, but we're going to get to the other side. See, the woman didn't know at that time exactly why she had made the room for Elijah until that day. See, the value that she, the value that she saw in making the room opened the door for a miracle. Now, at this time, her son had just died. He'd just passed away. But what did she do? She took him to the holy man's place, placed him on that bed, put him in front of God. Where, where are we going to go? Let me ask you this. If there would have been no room built, is it possible no miracle of life would have happened? If she had not built that room, if she had not made that room, if she had not opened her doors to the spirit for a place to settle, for a place to rest in him, 
would this miracle have happened? Now, that blessing of a child, but at this moment right now, as we're reading so far, this child is dead. But she knew if she built that room, she had more time with the Holy Spirit. And see, God has made a purpose and a plan for that room himself. And this is where it has come. And this is where it has come. So let's, let's move down. So at this point, she, she took him to the room and, and laid him and placed him on the bed. And she knew that she had, had to go get him. She knew that she had to, to go find Elijah, to go find the holy man. See, she's starting to revert back. She's going, the only place, the only place that I know to go, go get, the only thing that I know to go do is I've got to go get Elijah. He's already blessed me. He is holy. He is with God. He has been anointed by God. I've got to go get him to come into my life, to come into my heart. Now, she wasn't expecting anything, but she knew that that he had something to bring to this situation. And this, is, and, and this is where we're at. So she went and got Elijah. Elijah did come back. He came back to the home and into her house and into the room to where she had laid her son down on his bed and, and, and placed him there. And Elijah had got there. So in verse 32, it says this. When Elijah arrived, the children was indeed dead, lying there on the prophet's bed. He went in alone and shut the door behind him and prayed to the Lord. Then he laid down on the child's body, placing his mouth on the child's mouth, his eyes on the child's eyes, and his hands on the child's hands. And he stretched out on him. The child's body began to grow warm again. Elijah got up, walked back, and back and forth across the room once and then stretched himself out again on the child. This time, the boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Then Elijah summoned, Elijah summoned his something or another, I can't pronounce the name, Gehazi, called the child's mother. She said, And when she came in, Elijah said, here, take your son. She fell at his feet and bowed before him, overwhelmed with gratitude. Then she took her son into her arms and carried him downstairs. This was the purpose, I believe, that this room was built. Not for the child, that was a blessing but the miracle of God and the obedience of what she did to bring back the holy man, to pay attention, to drive that back home, to come in. God made that point in time. God placed that right there in in the laps of Elijah to bring back her child. See, in the things that we're dealing with today, there's a lot of situations, a lot of areas that, that we are in that... We're looking at the thing that's lying on our bed in front of us. We are looking at our finances in front of us. We are looking at our jobs in front of us. We are looking at our situation in front of us. We're looking at this separation that sits right in front of us. But God had a miracle in store the entire time by building that room and opening up the life for the holy man to come in and settle and rest in us. 
that there's a peace and a blessing and a miracle that God wants to do in your lives. So as I was studying this, I had, I'd been listening to a worship song and it just really resonated with me and I, I kind of, I I'm not going to read them all to you, but as I was reading through them and looking at them, there's really a blessing and a thing that I wanted to place or put, it, put to you guys that you may absorb into your life because I do know that there are things that you guys are going through, that there are situations that you're going through, but I believe if we settle and rest and allow the Holy Spirit to open our hearts, to open, a whole, to open the room into our hearts to allow God to manifest himself regardless of the time, regardless how big, regardless how small, the miracles of God are going to come. The miracles of God are going to be placed in our life if we stand firm and if we settle and rest in him, those miracles are going to come. So as I get close to closing, I want to read some of these lyrics to you and then I'll bring Pastor Darren up here to, to close for me. But I hope this helps. I hope this makes room for the miracles in your life. As you sit there at home to let those things come settle in, to let those, let those things absorb into your life. See, because we don't know all the miracles are coming, but if we make room for them, we're surely going to know who God's hand is in the midst of these times that we are in. So as I read, to the, read this to you, I pray that this is, this is my hope and my prayer to bring into your life, to have something to stand on, to have something to trust in, to have something to lean back on, to let it resonate and to settle. I'd heard something the other day. Most Christians that come into a church, listen to the word of God, go to lunch and go home, and they never talk or discuss it ever again. That's the difference of settling or to letting the Holy Spirit pass by you. You can be satisfied for letting him pass by at times, have a fair relationship, have an average relationship, have a, have a time of when he's there, he's there. When you don't need him, he's not. Or you can settle and make room for God in your life and recognize that he's wanting and willing and desiring to settle on the inside of your life, to settle in the room that you've created and built for him to reside. So I'm going to read this, this briefly to you, and then I'll bring Pastor up to close for you. It says, Surely he will come and rescue me. God of miracles, come. We need your supernatural love to break through Nothing is impossible in you. You're the God of miracles. Let our faith arise and see the kingdom come. This world is shaking, but you cannot be shaken. My heart is breaking at times, but I'm not broken. Your love is fearless. Help us to be encouraged too. There is nothing impossible that God cannot do in our lives. Let me pray for you all and then I'll bring pastor up. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for this word. 
Lord, we thank you for open hearts. We thank you for the time that we get to spend with you, Father. I pray, Father, that we would recognize the time that we do have in these moments that you have given. Father, help us to slow down. Help us to to build that room in our lives and in our hearts that we have a place for the Holy Spirit to reside and settle and rest. That he wants to rest and abide in us, Father. That you will bring these times to pass and that we'll be anxious and excited to look at these miracles that are about to take place. And Lord, I pray for the hearts. I pray for the people that are out there that are hurting, that don't know who you are, that don't know who you are, Father. And I pray, Father, that your your spirit will pass all over this earth, all over this world, all over our communities, all over our homes, our houses, our schools, our kids, our youths, Father. We thank you for what you're about to do for the miracles to come in our lives. Thank you. There is one other thing that I do want to announce real quick. Speaking of blessings and miracles, there's, there's, there's that next generation that is getting handed down a mantle, just like I was speaking about Elijah. Elijah passed down a mantle to Elijah, to the next generation, to the next person to take over, to bring those next generation up in the word of the Lord and to follow him and honor him. And we have had a great opportunity here at N3C to take some of our next generation kids, to take our high school kids to a conference of power and love in Dallas, Texas in June. And I can't believe the buzz and the support that is already being generated by the people that have already been doing the work and been putting the, placing their hands on that. These kids have been praying. The, the, the youth leaders have been praying. They've been coming out and working with these kids already. And the excitement to take these things to the next level, to listen to God, to have those words being handed down to them. And they're excited to do something with this. And this is a huge opportunity for our youth of this church and our community as well to go out and to experience and recognize the power and love of God that wants to infiltrate their lives. So there's a purpose and a plan for those things set in place. With that being said, at the end of April, we are going to do a benefit and a fundraiser and a trap shoot that that we're putting on and placing on for our kids in the area and the community uh, uh, getting involved. And if that's something that you would like to do, if that's something that's been laying on your heart, if you're, if you're really drawing attention to this next generation and looking at our youth, last week C-Dub said something that was so relevant to me that we want to sit here and look at these kids and we want to sit there and blame them at times. We want to sit there and look at their attitude at times. We want to sit there and do some of these, these things and blame the next generation when we should be doing something about it. And this is our part to do something about it. We need to place our hands in this to do something about helping this next generation understand and seeing the power and love in Jesus Christ. So this is a great opportunity to do that. I'm not going to get into all the details of it. If you will, go to n3c.tv. And there's a page on there that you can type in on two different areas. There's a one that you would want to enter to, or there's a one that you can hit and click and support this ministry that, or this, this event that's coming up. There's also all the information, the pertinent information that's on there, so I won't get into those details. 
However, if you do have questions or, or needs that need to be met, please don't hesitate to call the office or send us an email at jennow at n3c.tv or Josh Smith, which is our, our youth leader in this, or Nicole Smith is our, is our youth leader in this in the high school ministry. He's also put his personal phone number at the bottom of that page. So you can contact us in three different ways. So thank you guys. Be praying about that. Be praying about our youth. Be praying about all of our people and the situations that we're in. And I love you so much. And I'm going to hand it over to Pastor Darren at this point. Awesome. What a great message. Amen? All right. The uh, few people that are here. Um, man, uh, great insight into that, uh, into that um, story there in Second Kings. Uh, such a cool, such a cool analogy, and and uh, pulling those things in. As as he was saying, I think in this time that we're in, social distancing. I know I keep bringing that up, but that's what that's what they call it. Um, some of us are forced into rest. Uh, can't go to the store, can't uh, can't go to work, all those kinds of things. This is a time to take advantage of that rest. You don't have to go build a room onto your house to get the spirit of the Lord there. You are the house for the spirit of the Lord. And so take advantage of this time, rest, read, read your Bible, meditate in the word, uh, day and night is what the, what the word says, and, and you'll have good success. We need success coming through this time, so let's meditate in the word, take advantage of this time. Um, with that, we're going we're gonna to close things out and, and let you get back to your families, and uh, as Greg said, talk about the word, discuss this word after we... Uh, um, log off and get out of this, uh, this uh, online stuff. Uh, discuss it around the dinner table, whatever you need to do. But uh, as always, um, you can go on to n3c.tv. You can still tithe. You can still give. I encourage you during this time, I know that, that finances may be short for some of you, but still look at tithing, look at giving, and uh, being obedient to those things, and watch God do a miracle in your life when you are of a generous heart. So you can go to n3c.tv, you can give online. And uh, I know you can't, if you are a giver here at church, can't do that. So you got to, you got to get your feet wet somewhere. So it's time to get our feet wet at n3c.tv. Amen. Um, With that, uh, info at n3c.tv is a good email. If you have a prayer request, if you have uh, need prayer or you want to share a praise report of what God's doing during this time, email us, uh, contact us on the website and you can go there and click on a link and, and get there. And lastly, during this time, if you have a need, if your immune system, you don't want to compromise that by going to the store and things like that, we'll go to the store for you. If you're in the Northern Colorado area, reach out to us. Call us at 970-214-4649. Call the office. Let us know what you need. We'll have somebody go and pick those things up if they're available and bring them and put them on your doorstep. No questions asked. Just let us know if you need something. Uh, if you're elderly and you need something, if, if you got a compromised uh, immune system and you need something delivered, we'll, we'll wash our hands and deliver it to your door. So with that, hey, we love you guys. We appreciate you so much. We're praying for you. Pray for us. We'll all get through this together. We will be successful. So I love you. We will see you next time.